Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. This week we're going to be talking about stored emotions and how they block energy in the body. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, That's we a are. Fun topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about it. Um, it is fun. It is fun because I think before you realize that your body actually holds on to your emotions, you just think you have all these weird aches and pains all the time. Absolutely. I don't, yeah. I don't think a lot of us realize how related or how much our body is trying to communicate with us. Yeah. Cause so all the time you're like, you hear people talking about these chronic issues that they have or like this pain that is always bothering you and... Ah. We And we automatically, I think you and I both go, oh, well, that's because of this. And when you tell somebody that, they're like, what? Yeah, I don't think, yes. So many people don't, it's almost scary to take responsibility for the fact that like, oh, my thoughts are creating this emotion. I'm not letting it out. And this is why my body hurts. Because once you realize that, you have so much more kind of control over your vibration and how you feel oh. physically. Yeah, and also then you're going like, oh. I feel like this, and this is because of this, so this means I need to change something, and maybe all these patterns that I've been... Stuck in. Yeah, they're just not working anymore. So, yeah, it's like a big shift in your mindset and your responsibility, and sometimes you're not ready for that. No, it's very true. Um, so where, where this comes from is a couple places. For us as energy healers, um, we look at Eastern medicine as opposed to Western medicine, and in Eastern medicine... The belief is that every pain, ailment, or injury is stored or trapped emotion from the body. Um, that's <laughs> long-term or not resonating with your highest good. So, like, if I'm really hard on myself and I use negative self-talk, over time it'll start creating headaches and I'll be somebody who has migraines. Um, so we need to look at, okay, if I'm getting migraines, where are my thought patterns at yeah. before they come? Like, that's just yeah. a very simple example, but... Yes, and it's like everything. Like if somebody, and I always love too when somebody's like, oh, I have this problem in my feet. And you tell them like what, what it is and they're like, oh, like you just, yeah, or like read their mind. But really it's just like knowing <laughs> That's where things how it are. That's the energy in the feet. Yeah, no, it's very true. And there's a couple of books about this too if you guys want to reference it. Um, so we can link them. We can put them yeah. in, we'll put them in the notes. Look at this. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's. Let's start with what is stored emotion? What is stored emotion? Uh, it's emotion that's not coming out. I know. <laughs> well, I think most of us, like, don't even realize that we do it. Like, yeah. we're taught to be polite. You're taught to be quiet. We're taught to be chill, easygoing. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> we have a special guest today who's really heard that word chill and wanted yes. to go for it. <laughs> guest feature. The cutest guest feature. Uh, but what it, like, if we're taught to be chill, let's just say, and then we go out into a crowd and something's triggering us or bothering us, but we learn like, oh, I can't say it. I'm going to hurt everyone else's feelings or I, I can't express that I want to eat pizza when everybody else wants a hot dog. Yeah, because you're like, especially depending on childhood and all sorts of different things, if you're taught that you should, are wanting to make everyone feel good, then chances are you're not going to say what you need. And then that, but that has to go somewhere. Like that feeling that you wanted pizza right is it sounds so silly but it's gonna go somewhere it's true well because that feeling creates energy and that energy vibration energy can't be destroyed so so where does it, it go <laughs> most of the time i'll tell you between the shoulder blades <laughs> neck stiffness 
So if you're feeling that right now, <laughs> speak up. What didn't you say? Um, True. Yeah. So energy can't be destroyed. So if you get an emotion, like a feeling of, let's just say like, oh, that hurt my feelings. And you feel that emotion that creates a vibration. That vibration is going to radiate through your body and it can't be destroyed. So if you don't get it out and say, hey, that hurt my feelings or express the emotion, it just gets stuck, trapped. Yeah. So all of these emotions that we're having all the time that seem like not that big of a deal, like sometimes you're like, oh, this is a huge deal. I need to say something. But there's a lot of little tiny things that we try to just brush off. And like, that's kind of what we're taught to do. Just like brush it off, let it go. It's fine. But you actually need to to go through it and to feel it. Um, Yeah. So, um, yeah, honestly, the best thing that the advice we both give is that if you're feeling like mad, for instance, let yourself be mad. Yeah. So many of us will be like, oh, I'm mad. I don't want to be mad. Why am I mad? Anger is so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, just let yourself try it on for a minute. Be mad. Be the full expression of it. You don't have to punch holes in the wall. Right. (laughs) But you can say like, I'm mad and let yourself sit in the emotion. And that's how you get it to pass and not store. Yeah, because so often we're like, well, I never get mad. I don't get mad. And then you paint this. And our emotions are just like trying to help us out and tell us things. Yes. Anger is a good sign that your needs have been unmet and that you need to set a boundary somewhere. Yes. So there's something that we always say, like the body whispers and then it shouts, right? So you get... Something that's little teeny tiny, and then it will give you something bigger. Right. So let's say, um, like, you just get a neck ache. Just a little ache. You wake up. It's tight. Yeah, there's a crick in the neck. That's your body whispering. But when we get to the big things, like, let's say you have chronic neck pain, and now you need a, um, a nerve block shot. Yeah. Or you get injured in the neck. Or you pull something. Like, now your body's talking louder. And then once we get to our chronic illnesses like cancer. Um, Things that are like really, really deep. We would consider like a, yeah, a, a disease of the body that you have to go get treatment. That's something that may in your mind be something that's not treatable. Catastrophic. Yeah. Like it's going to really rock you. That's your body saying, all right, you need a life change or that's it. Yeah, or like, we're out of here. Like, come on. You got to really <laughs> pick up the pace here on these changes. Um, yeah, so... Actually, let's do a, we, a better example of that, because we okay. just kind of, like, spoke before we started this about ourselves. Like, both of us were saying that we used to get, like, sore throats often. Yes. Um, or lose our voice. Mm-hmm. And that was a subtle sign for the body, like, just getting these, like, throat colds or, like, strep throat. Our body was saying, you're not communicating your truth. You're not speaking up enough for what you need. Um, I know for me, it was not saying no. Like, <laughs> yeah. I had the biggest FOMO. I couldn't miss out, so I would just say yes to everything and then my body would be like all right you need to sit down so I'm gonna make you sit down here strep throat yeah and I had similar I would lose my voice a lot and usually when that has happened in the past it's because I haven't told somebody how I'm frustrated with somebody and I haven't spoken up about it so then I just can't speak up about anything and that's really frustrating because I like to talk So, um, so that's always my sign of like, oh, okay, I really should have said that. So then I have to write it down instead. Here's a letter of why I'm mad at you. No, honestly, <laughs> works. Um, we do want to give you guys tools to not suppress. We'll we'll circle back to that. More circle. Just hold, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. It's coming. Uh, well, because it's really if you want to relate it to the energy body, 
So, like, for both of us, not speaking up, not communicating our truth, that sits in the throat chakra. So throat chakra ailments come from not speaking your truth. Right. So the whisper would be the strep throat. Then over time, it becomes a thyroid issue. Yeah, something that's chronic, that's there all yes. the time. Um, and then, like, we can go chakra by chakra. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) So, like, let's say root chakra, starting at our first chakra. Root is your sense of safety, security, your home life, um, work life. Financials. Yeah. All of that good stuff. Uh, A lot of root chakra ailments will be in the knees, the feet, the legs, or the low back. So let's just do low back. You're worried about money. Yeah. A lot of people worried about numbers or money or who are fixated get low back pain, and they don't realize that that's what's causing it. Yeah. It's coming from that... Worry. Worry about the money. The constant stress. And so many people are like, well, no, it's because I sit at work. Mm, Yeah, but there's a lot of us who sit at work that aren't in chronic pain. (laughs) Right. It's one of those things that you're like, if every single person who sat at work had chronic back pain, that would be... The whole world. The whole world. So there's got to be something a little bit more that it's so much so that you're seeking out help for it. Yes. So it'll start like, so root chakra, let's say it starts in a low back ache. Then we get things like sciatica. Yes. Um, then you get stronger ailments from root chakra like um, hemorrhoids. Oh, it's a bad oh, one. Uh, so fun. <laughs> um, and then it, it just moves. So then, like, think about prostate cancer, um, any of those, ovarian. colon cancer, ovarian. Ovarian is more sacral. sacral. Yeah. But that's going to be root. That's how your body's going to whisper, then shout, then scream. Next, we'll go to sacral. Sacral. Well. <laughs> You're going to get ovarian. No. <laughs> <laughs> so sacral chakra is the next one up. It houses our sense of. Um, joy, vitality, sense of self, and our sexual energy. So it does house our sexual organs. So many of us will start with, like, let's just say women issues. Like, it'll start yeah. with a yeast infection. Really, really bad cramps and periods oh, and that period stuff. Oh, cramps, yeah. things like that. Like, yeah, repressing your sensuality, your sexuality, sexually transmitted diseases. All um, of that. Then, yeah. Fun. And then for the guys, you know. All the guy stuff that yeah, comes along with that. Same. <laughs> <laughs> then next are solar plexus issues. Um, solar plexus is how you communicate with yourself on the inside, and then your ego, kind of how you show up, the space you take up for yourself. Here we get heartburn, um, any of our gastritis, stomach issues, um, fear is stored here. Yeah. Um, skin ailments, so any rash, eczema. All of, yeah. Those, Yeah. So th- that those are your body's whispering still. Um, yeah, yeah. These are all the little whispers. whispers. Something large would be when you have Crohn's disease yes. or an uncurable ulcers that bleed. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, like, like when, I'm getting yeah. real graphic. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to the whispers, basically, yeah. unless you want to have any of these graphic things. Yes. So. <laughs> um, to continue, heart chakra. Heart chakra ailments are going to start as maybe anxiety, Mm -hmm. um, little flutters, anything in your arms or hands or shoulders. Yeah, which I think is where a lot of people experience in the arms and shoulders, and they don't think it doesn't compute right away that it could be something with their heart or, like, fear or... Yeah, well, a lot of times it's self-love. Yeah. So many of us, like, take care of our children, we take care of our parents, our coworkers, and our shoulders are killing us, and that's the Mm -hmm. body saying you have too much on your plate. And I love, I love that it's shoulders because it's like you're putting everything on your own shoulders and then Bam. your shoulders hurt. <laughs> Chronic shoulder pain. Um, and then the more serious ailments with heart chakra start to be like um, blocked arteries, heart attack. Um, those, any, I mean, heart, anything you can, in the heart or blood. Yeah. Those ones you can pretty much think, think about what would be there, right? And chest cavity. Yes. <laughs> and then we talked about our throat. 
Um, and then third, third eye. eye. Third eye tends to be um, if we have third eye ailments, they come out later in age. So that's going to yeah. be your dementia, yes. Alzheimer's, learning disabilities are here. Um, blindness. I mean, your body. If you if you were not born blind and you go blind, your body's screaming at you. Yes. Um, that you're not seeing things clearly. Maybe you're stuck in delusion, or maybe you don't want to see something. You're hiding from something. Deafness as well. Like deafness that does not start. At birth. At birth. Yeah. Something that comes on later. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all of these things will be things that, like, come on later because it's your body really trying to communicate, communicate with message you. to you. Yeah. If it's something from birth, it's kind of a different yeah. story. Different, which yeah. we're not going to go into. Like, yeah. <laughs> In this one. But, um, yeah. And then... Crown, crown. chakra. Uh, crown chakra tends to be more... Really, I mean, most people with, like, a, a really bad crown chakra issue will die for a religious purpose. Or uh, suicide, um, things yes. like that. So, yeah, there you go. That's a quick little bit about our energy body <laughs> and, <laughs> and how it. And what lives where and how it talks to us and where it's putting things out that we didn't let out. Um, yes. Okay. You're really good at this. You're really good, I feel like now, at knowing where your emotions are or knowing when you need to notice something before your body screams. Yeah. So, one of my favorite tools that has come from this journey is is just that so if I am feeling off um, I like to just slow down and I will try to either meditate or if I'm I'll do this like in the car if I'm feeling off I'll just like stop and breathe and really think like where is this sitting in my body because once I figure out where my if I can't name it right away like I'm angry because I don't want to admit that I'm angry you know I stop and I Figure out what what like feels uncomfortable. Um, I just was doing this with my daughter yesterday because she was sad and didn't know why. And I'm like, "Well, just slow down. Let's think about where it is." And she's like, "It's in my heart." So then we know that it's coming from some sort of sadness or you know grief about something. So I told just cry. A lot of times you don't need to know why it's there. It's more that you need to feel it and let it out. Right. No, I love that. I think it's great that you gave your daughter that tool. So young, too. I wish I had had it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because even I realize, like, I will get snappy. And when I'm snappy, it's, I mean, that's just a symptom, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, I've been snappy. What's actually going on? Most of the time, it's, I'm tired. I, I have not slept. Yeah. I haven't had any knee time, so I haven't had time to pour my own glass, like, fill my own fill glass Fill your own cup. You got to fill your own cup. I'm pouring from <laughs> an empty glass. Um, I'm probably hungry. And I probably need to pee, and I haven't peed. Like, when I look that at those, is always why I'm happy. I'm like, I actually just need to be right. Well, and it's funny because we want to blame other people. Yeah, like you want to be like, I'm annoyed because this lady in front of me at the grocery store is taking forever. And yeah, it's like, no, no, no. Like, like, like I'm annoyed because I should have gone to the bathroom. Right. Before I came. And why is the universe presenting you with this? Well, right. maybe because we need we do need to slow down. Yes, we need to look slow at things, down. and we need to feel. And so when you finally have a chance to stop and feel. I mean, overall, you'll end up over time being less snappy. It's true. And I do think, I will say having three daughters, I think, has made me even more attuned to this because they, I can see immediately when they're tired or um, hungry or this because they get snappy. I think it's like a very natural feminine thing to do is like we get like a little bit bitchy. And and then it's like, well, why do you feel like that? And even at such a young age, they are like, it's nothing. It's not that. It's not this. And it's like, hold on. And then luckily, I mean, I have one who's very good about just letting things out, (laughs) which I think was a a lesson for me because watching her, you know, 
cry about things right away and be really emotional. I'm like, whoa, I guess I should do that more. But, you know, so she she's really good about letting things out. And then I have some that aren't. And I have to, like, really coax it out of them. So I do think having daughters helped me to to understand when we're feeling different things and how to stop and feel, feel them. It. I love yeah. that. I mean, honestly, if any of you have children out there that are very emotional, don't stifle that. That's a message for you. Yeah. And it's hard not to because you're like, oh, oh, come on. (laughs) I'm like, I would have never done. But I'm like, yeah, but all the things that I've had to work through, hopefully she won't have. I'm sure she'll have her own stuff, but (laughs) but she won't have to have those, you know, losing her voice because she didn't speak up or cry or. Right. So it's been a great lesson for me. That's incredible. Yeah. No, I know I had, so not with my kid. <laughs> Just kidding. He teaches me <laughs> lessons all the time. I had, um, like, late high school, early college, I had a really intense knee injury. Oh. And it was to the point where, like, I tore all the li- ligaments in my knee playing soccer, um, cracked my femur bone. There was just so much. Just everything. Yeah. So I had to have three knee surgeries to heal it or to fix it. And um, the doctors always told my mom, like, she's probably going to need a knee replacement by the time she's 30. She needs to take it easy. Um, very stagnant lifestyle. And I, I just remember being like, no, that's not my truth. Like, yeah. even back then, not knowing what I know now. But I was like, I do not want to live that way. But then I had to learn, like, knees are all ego in the fact that you're not asking for help when you need it. You're not saying, <laughs> like, you're, it's, it's one of those, like, I can do it all myself. Like, I got this. Yeah. Like, a strong, this. independent woman. And I was too independent. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so many of us do that, though. It's like we do store and think that, you know, we can handle it. We can handle it. Give me yep. more. I'm fine. Yep. I'm tough. I'm strong. And that was definitely me. But I will say I'm 30 now. No <laughs> knee pain. No issues. And I do think it's because now I'm like, okay, ask for help. Like, don't take it all on. It's so true. I also had knee pain. I'm, like, laughing because I rode horses. I injured my, I like fell on my knee when I was younger and then my horse ran it against a wall and had like all these crazy. So I like actually, I don't have feeling in my kneecap, but my knees used to bother me all the time. And then standing and doing hair, I was like, Oh, it's my knee. And I was a lot younger and hadn't been doing it as long, (laughs) but then my knees would always, always, always bother me. And when I started doing yoga, I think that just started like leading it on the path of me realizing I don't have to take everything on right. and move through. So it's it's really interesting how we find these different ways that lead us on the path. It was just the other day I was thinking, that's so crazy. I, my knees never bother me now. Like, never. That's funny. No, but that's – so many people, like, when we try to talk to them about this pain, they're like, no, my knee hurts because I injured it in high school 30 years ago. And it's like – no, sweetie, your knee can <laughs> still hurt from your high school injury. Um, if you're still holding on to pain, there's still an emotion that's not... You haven't healed that. Yes, yes. You haven't healed that area. You haven't dealt with whatever it was that that knee was Trying telling to communicate, you. yes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so let's give more tools for identifying emotion. Okay. Uh, my, I, You touched on it, and I really like it, slowing down. Yeah, because, <laughs> hey, if we don't slow down... We don't get to feel anything, and I learned this lesson the hard way, mm-hmm. and I think most of us who are in this kind of a position do. Yeah. Like, there's always, like, this moment where you have to, you're doing too much, and you're forced to slow down, and when you're forced to slow down, you're like, oh, there's so many things. things that I need to deal with, and then you have a choice, right? Like, when you, because I think a lot of people get this epiphany and then go right back to the other way because it's uncomfortable right feeling does it takes balls (laughs) yeah it does because like you have to sit in all this crap that 
It's, it's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a reason that you pushed it down the first time. <laughs> it wasn't fun then. It's not going to be fun so, now. So, yes. We're not saying it's going to be fun, but it'll feel so much lighter once you get it out. Yeah. Because once it's once you've moved through it and worked through it, it's like, oh, great. And also, if you work it out initially, it's not as painful as when you have to go back Absolutely. to it. Right? Okay. So, a good way to identify where you're storing emotion or not healing if you're without pain Look at where your triggers with other people are. So if somebody else is annoying you, so like let's say, I'm going to use Kristen's example. Let's say she was triggered or annoyed, for lack of a better word, when her daughter was feeling super emotional. That tells Kristen, hey, you're storing too much emotion. That's why that bothers you. So she had to learn to feel. And it's the same. Like I always give the example, if I hate that girl over there because she's loud, I probably have trouble speaking up for myself. 100%. So uh. look for the mirrors in your triggers. If I hate that person because I think they're lazy, I'm I'm not taking breaks enough. So them just being able to chill out and take a break bothers me. Yeah. And it's so, like, every time it's so true. Mm-hmm. And But it it's not always what we want to see, and we just want to think that that person's annoying. But if they're annoying you, there's a reason, and it's something you need to heal inside of you. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so... I think that's that's a really good tool yeah. to just start recognizing that. Just start noticing when you're judging or frustrated or standing in line. Like, is this what is this about this person that's really about me? Bothering me. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes it's like some people are like, well, if I don't like that person because they're a liar, am I a liar? No. No. It's So it's not that. It's, well, maybe you have trouble... Um, Maybe you have to communicate everything or, you know, maybe you don't... Maybe you're too open. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're too open. Maybe you don't know when you... Um, I don't... Or I'm you're naive or too trusting. There we go. Like That's, you're, you're like, gullible in a way and you're not trusting your intuition when it says, no, something's mm-hmm. off about this person. Yeah. So just, yeah, recognizing that is a great tool. I always like tapping into your heart center. So like, like you said, when you slow down, like placing my hand on my heart center and breathing in and just asking my body, like, what am I feeling? And waiting a minute and seeing just, like, what comes up, what comes through. Yeah, absolutely. And I I do just think the more that you slow down and get to know your body, because the more you slow down and get to know your body, the quicker you can go, oh, this is this, and I bet it's about this. Or, like, I feel like it's about this. Um, When you aren't used to listening to your body, then you – it takes a little bit longer. So be patient with yourself when you're starting this. Um, deep breaths are great because when we kind of connect with our breath, we re-come into our body and connect with our body. Yeah, you're going to slow down your nervous system. So your nervous system is working all the time to, like, do things for you. So when you slow down and breathe, then you get it to slow down, which lets you be able to tap into what's happening inside rather than you being on this, like, run away from things mode. Absolutely. Um, journaling. We both love journaling. Yes. Um, I, I like, journal <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I like to identify it with just writing down how do I feel and then just listing out whatever pops in my head, like those first emotions that come in Yeah. and then letting my, honestly, like let yourself feel them. If you feel a little bit of sadness, instead of like trying to shove down those tears, yeah. let them bolt, like roll over. You'll see that once you cry, it literally is a cleanse. It's oh, a- it's the biggest cleanse. I, I love this because I totally was that person that if I would start crying, I'd be like, I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> Get it out. I'm done. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I'm sad. Why am I sad? Oh, let's feel this. Yeah. And like really like kind of dig into it and then like let myself cry. I'm like, yeah, there is, there are things to be sad about. And then after you're like a whole new it, it's person. It's so nice. 
like afterwards. Obviously, uh, during it might be uncomfortable. Yeah. And you might think you're never going to stop crying. And I've gotten used to this tool too, and I've shared it with many of my clients. Let yourself be mad. When you're mad and you are like, let's say you're by yourself in the car, that is my favorite time just to give a oh, good yell. Yes. Like, the yell feels so, not at anyone, just literally yelling. I actually will tell my kids sometimes if I'm super angry and they're in the car with me and I can just, I'm like, I don't want to be yelling at them. So I'm, I'll just tell them like, you guys, on the count of three, I'm going to yell super loud. You can yell if you want, but I got to get it yeah, out. Yes. And, they're, and they're like, whoa. But then after I'm like, all right, anyway, moving on. Yes. <laughs> then you can actually be present with your children instead of being triggered by their every movement. Yes. Or if they're excited. Um, I do that too with Grayson to the point now where he, <laughs> like, one day I think I did it, I stubbed my toe and I was mad about it. So I was like, shit. <laughs> like cussing and yelling and I was like, sorry. Like I told him, like, I'm not mad at you, but mommy just needs to get this out of my body. And now he'll do it. He'll stub his toe and be like, mom, I stubbed my toe. I just need to yell. And I'm like, get it. Like, yell. Yes. yes. Well, and that's the thing too. The more you're practicing things like this, the easier it's going to be if you have children for your children to go like, oh, this is, the, this is one of those times. Like recognizing when they're feeling things and letting them get it out. Yes. So you're healing for your whole family. Yeah, it's not even just for you. <laughs> Do it for the kids. <laughs> yes, so yelling, journaling, um, breath work's a great modality. Yes, we are big fans of that because then that way if you're like have a lot of things and you feel like I don't even know where to start. Do breath work and it'll... It'll start it for you. Yeah, it'll figure out what you need first. <laughs> Do you need a cry? Right Do you need a... No. But um, yeah, that's a, that's a super great one. Um, for me, actually, a really good one is being conscious and making time for joy. Yes. Because so many of us do get so busy and in routine that we forget that joy is, is an emotion that we need to, to cultivate and hold. Yeah. Because we're all ve- being very responsible <laughs> with our jobs and our parenting and our this yes. and the laundry. <laughs> uh, some of my favorite ways to make time for joy are to, I love, big contender for the mini trampoline. Love jumping on the trampoline. It makes me giggle. It makes me laugh. It makes me feel like a giddy child, honestly. Which is great. Um, that, I also like uh, sprint. Okay, how many adults actually go out and sprint? I know that sounds weird. Uh, not me. Yeah, so not <laughs> running for exercise. So I'm not trying to make any of you guys work out ever. But <laughs> just running. Just, just going fun. on grass and just like doing like a quick little five-second sprint. You would be amazed you how like. You feel like alive. It's like, whoa, that. that's in there and all I had to do was run fast real fast. <laughs> Um, like, so I encourage that for people or like looking up, like being intentional. If you know something makes you laugh, look it up on YouTube and just sit for five minutes and just laugh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love a good YouTube laugh party. I also like to dance. Like we do, we do a lot of dance parties in the house because same, like if I'm feeling like, Oh, you guys are driving me crazy. I'll just turn on some fun music and we'll all just dance and let it. Let it out. Let it and feel. I always feel so much happier after. Yeah. No. I mean, music makes me happy in general, but then when you add, add some booty shaking to it. <laughs> Get it. it. <laughs> so those are like wonderful ways that are very easy. You don't have to spend money on just no. to make yourself feel. Yeah. And I think talking about joy is a really good point because we are talking about feeling and you automatically are thinking of the sad and the angry and the this, but joy is a big thing. Mm-hmm. You've got to have that joy. Um, and I think a lot of us too are taught like some feelings are bad. Some feelings are good. Yeah. Like good people feel happy all the time. (laughs) Like, no, it's not true. First of all, nobody feels happy all the time. And if they do, then they're repressing their emotions. And they're probably going to end up, we talked about this, like 
the happiest guy, the nicest guy in the office is the one you always hear got a terminal illness. Yeah. He ran every day, never smoked a day in his life. And he's sick. Well, it's probably the repression of all that yeah. emotion. It's because he's always happy and doing things for other people, and he's actually not. And like comedians, we always hear about comedians actually being sad, but because a lot of people don't let things out. Yeah. If you yeah. don't let things out and you're just happy, it catches up with you one way or the other. Right. Right. True happiness comes from feeling all of the feelings. Yeah. Um, guilt, though, I do need to go into guilt. Oh yes. Guilt is a man-made emotion. I love almost, so <laughs> almost like man-made food or like our processed foods. Um, processed foods are the lowest vibrational foods we could eat. So think about, yeah, I don't know, um, for crackers Oreos. pops in my head. Yeah, Oreos, crack, like things that don't come from the earth. So not your proteins, not your fruits, not your vegetables. Yeah. So those foods are the worst for our body. Um, you can eat them, but over time they're going to start to cause illness and for your body to break down. Same with guilt. Guilt comes from societal pressures. It comes from religion. It doesn't come naturally to our body the way, like, jealousy is even a natural emotion that comes in the body. Yeah. Guilt does not, though. So long-standing guilty feelings or feeling guilt do lower your vibration the quickest. So I do like to instruct and teach my clients, like, hey, let go of that guilt. Get the lesson. Let's say you did something wrong. Let's say you intentionally hurt yeah. somebody. That's a lesson in your ego and, like, combating that ego and being able to apologize and grow. Once you do that, let go of the guilt. Yeah, because there's no need... There's no need to hang on to something after you've dealt with it. And that's basically what guilt is. It's just holding on to something even after you've made the amends or done the things to feel, to like make it better. And then you just, I mean, I think a lot of people would like choose to hold on to the guilt and wallow in the guilt because they don't want to feel the joys of life. So, And they don't even realize that that's it. Yeah. The two, I guess, most prominent things that cause illness are fear, which is the polarity or the opposite of love. So long-standing fear-based worry yeah. and guilt. So if you are stuck in those emotions a lot, that's where we want you to try these tools. Bring in more joy. Slow down. Breathe. Uh, love. <laughs> Learn to love and release some of that judgment so that it's the judgment of self, really. So yeah. self-love. Focusing on that so that you can release these uh, lower vibrational emotions. Yeah. And come into a higher vibration. Yeah, and like self-love, I always like to tell people to start with saying three kind things about yourself. Um, You can even write them on your mirror. And a lot of times that's hard. That's hard to think of those three kind things. So then phone a friend. Yes. Ask somebody. Well, you know what else I like to do? Like if you recognize something you love in someone else, it's usually in you. Oh, yeah. So if I'm like, oh, I love Kristen because she's so funny and like, you know, she can be yourself. Well, that's probably in me. Yeah. And so think about, if you're having trouble finding one thing to love about yourself, think about someone you love. What is it you love about them? Identify that in them, and I promise you, you'll start to see it in yourself. Yeah. That's, I love that. That's cool. Good job. (laughs) Thank you so much. Cool. Yeah. So I, I think that these are really, really great tools to release emotions and also just get you starting to think about your body, your awareness. energy. Yeah, because yeah. awareness is everything, right? Is. You can't have any sort of healing or this without being aware. Change. Yeah, so we'll give you guys some journal prompts for this. Yeah. So first start with how do you feel? Like yeah. what emotions are there? And then after that I like to go into how do you want to feel? Because mm-hmm. a lot of us can identify how we're feeling and then we get stuck there. Like, I feel like shit. 
Well, how do you want to feel? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how we, how we can flip that. What would you prefer to feel tomorrow? <laughs> right. And then from there, I like to go into what actions or steps have I taken today or can I take to bring in the feelings I want? I love it. All right. So, so try that out, guys. Let us know in the comments. Um, how you feel, <laughs> how you feel and how you want to feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and if you get serious change from this, or if you're already dealing with any of the ailments we've listed and you kind of identify now the emotion behind it, try to shift that or fe- allow yourself to feel it and begin to shift and let's see physically how you feel. Yeah. So, so many feelings in that sense. Um, a lot of feelings, <laughs> but yeah, we'd love to know. Um, you can always reach out to us on Instagram or pop in the comments. Yeah. And yeah. Feel the feelings. (laughs) Have a great day.